You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is to be the best mom ever, and most importantly, stay sane while you do it. So a couple of days ago, I had an episode called My Teenage Kids Fight Too Much, and I had a few DMs on the subject, and as you guys know, I actually don't have teenagers yet, but it I did produce a, a summer camp for teens um, for years, for several consecutive years that I really enjoyed doing. And um, I also volunteered my time for years doing some one-on-one life coaching sessions with teens. And the goal there was really to help them overcome personal challenges and help them build good life goals for their futures. So I really enjoyed doing all that prior to starting Work at Mommy. So that's a little bit on my experience with teens. Um, and as far as bit and, and how I've been able to have some success in connecting with teens and really understanding kind of their thoughts and feelings um, on, the, on the things that they do. It's just, it's an interesting time, but it, it doesn't have to be a hard time per se. Um, but with that said, doing all that, working in a camp and, you know, doing the one-on-one sessions is great, but guess what? It's not the same as having your own teenagers, right? Point blank, period. (laughs) So, you know, it's just, you really just have to walk in those shoes to really understand that. So that's why, you know, given the DMs that I had on the subject and everything, I really wanted to bring my friend Becky on and have a conversation with her today because, you know, she actually, you know, works in the same space. She helps moms connect with their teen daughters, but she also has two teen daughters herself. She has a 13-year-old and a 16-year-old, and I think those are like literally the perfect ages for, you know, understanding what that life or what life at that stage really looks like. So, um, you know, and on top of that, she's just a good mom too. So, and it's nice sometimes just to hear another mom's perspective. Just like you, where you want to be the best mom that you can be. And I think that I, I always tried to do my best, read all the books and tried to do everything that, you know, you hear is, is what you should do for your kids. Right. And, um, now as my kids have become teenagers, I'm realizing as I'm learning and dealing with them that I didn't really do the best job in some areas. And so I'm, I'm hoping that I can help other moms to connect with their their children Mm -hmm. before they become teenagers. And if they're already teenagers, there's still a lot you can do to connect with them. But it's so important to do that in order to have um, the relationship that you want with them. Yeah, for sure. Wow. I think that's awesome. I think, you know, what you're saying too, I think for us moms, it's important to be reflective. And I think the fact that you just said like, hey, you know, I realized earlier on that there might've been some things that I may, maybe I could have done differently. I think that Mm -hmm. in itself speaks to the fact that you're a good mom, because there are a lot of moms out there that never, even when their kids are grown, they never get to that realization. It's just like, I'm, I'm your mom. And, you know, just listen to me and just obey me because you're supposed Mm -hmm. to and stuff. And, you know, so just that in itself, to me, it, it makes, you and what you're trying to do even more endearing and like more relatable. You know what I mean? Well, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important even to apologize to your kids. 
you know, when you realize that you should have done something differently and that makes a world of difference too. For sure. For sure. Um, the other thing that I wanted to kind of start off speaking about too, is that I feel like the early years and you probably can understand this because you transition from that and are like towards the middle end, right? The early years of motherhood in some respects are glamorized as far as you know, the parenting experience. There's a ton of books on how to parent younger kids, you know, and you've read them, I read them now, mm -hmm. you know, and that's great. But I feel like for teenagers, there just is not as much information. Is that what you found? Yeah, I think that can be the case. And so sometimes connecting with other moms that right. are, you know, have, have similar, maybe similar issues that are going on with their kids mm -hmm. and their teenagers can be helpful. Yeah. You know, it's almost as if like when the cute wears off, people just lose interest in teenagers. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the younger years and I, I from the business side of things, it's kind of like how I look at it. It's like, oh, we can sell them all this stuff. So they, you know, there is so much stuff available, but like teenagers, you can't like make them, they're not as marketable in some ways. <laughs> so I think that the big companies just don't make the parenting books and stuff like that for those ages because they just figure it's not worth the investment. So, and I think a lot of moms, by the time you get to the teenage years, you've been trying to do everything so perfect right and sometimes you're just tired by the time you get to that point too right is mm -hmm. what do you feel that that has that been your experience at all i think well i have we my me and my girls have been through a lot so that is kind of part of it too is you know you all you go through a journey right, right. and you hit roadblocks that you weren't expecting Mm -hmm. and obstacles that you never you never thought you would have and so that changes everything so your little perfect you know that what you saw for yourself and for your girls or your teenagers it may not be it may it may not be that way right. and so then you have to adjust and mm -hmm. um that requires some acceptance and some just figuring out what what are we going to do next right right yeah i think just you know still not and i know you know the teenage years are difficult i think because you know they're to the point that like they get most things but like they don't have like that reasoning ability like that really sound like i should do this because like their kind of desire to do something kind of outweighs like the reasoning part of it. So I think that could be like the tricky part about it. What advice would you give to someone to navigate helping them with their like reasoning ability? Well, they need guidance, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, but you also don't wanna just, I have the tendency to micromanage you know um, so this that's, is good for me to hear because that's a no-no that's a no-no and that's okay you have to really fight that oh okay <laughs> so yeah and they know when you're micromanaging and they don't like it mm. at all right so 
you want to guide them, but you also want to give them an opportunity to figure things out themselves. I mean, that's how they grow. And, and sometimes you have to let them make mistakes, um, let them do what they're going to do and let them make that mistake and see that, okay, this didn't work out the way that I thought it would. How does that that's feel? Hard. Yeah, that's what I was Horrible. just about to say. Oh my gosh, you know, I'm just like thinking about it now. Like, oh, I don't want, we want to prevent everything, right? And it's just not realistic. You, Unfortunately, like you said, they're not going to know certain things until they get that fall down and get that boo-boo, you know? Uh, yeah, you can't control everything, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to, so the new moms that are like listening, we have to kind of start getting that in our heads right now is that you may build them up to be one way, but they still have to like learn their, their, mm -hmm. how they're, they're not robots. Work. That's what I've constantly told myself. They're not robots. Mm. And you know, they each come out with their own personalities, right? Distinct so personalities from birth. From and birth. yeah, there's no changing that. That is them. And I remember for a long time, um, thinking, you know, everybody does this before they have kids that my kid is never going to do this, right? You know, ABCD. Well, of course, you know, my kids did all of those things and more. Mm -hmm. And so it's adjusting and understanding, okay, I have to look at the positives in, in, in each, in each, um, maybe challenge, there's always like a positive to it. Right. So if you have a kid that has a lot of energy, and you know they're they're driving you nuts but hey they have that's that can be a really good thing too right. so you just have to like rein it in and figure out how to help them make the best of that mm, very interesting yeah and you know i think something too with the, the teenage years i feel like by that point a lot of times you are exhausted you've like had it up to there and they've had it up to there too but i think something that us mommies have to remember is like that is really like the most important time you know what i'm saying like the kid years like the little stuff you know when they're little that's important too they're you know you want to make sure you help them developmentally and, and things like that but when they're teenagers you got those short couple years with them mm -hmm. and then they go out into the world you know what I'm saying? And I feel like yes. if they feel like, okay, I can't communicate with mom when they have adult problems, because that's the goal. We want to turn out like a, a seat, you know, an adult that can function in society and do well. But, you know, it's just hard to, to make that happen. So it's like, you got to hold mm -hmm. on to the end. It's like the end is like, you got to give this final push you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not easy to do, but mm -hmm. um, you did share with me five things that you have done and are teaching people to specifically help them connect with their teenage girls because mom and daughter thing can be really tough. You know, it's a lot of hormones mm -hmm. going on, you know, <laughs> that's a lot of estrogen in one household, you know, it really it's just like mommy's on period. The girls are on period. Like, <laughs> oh my God, too much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of emotions and they're up and down and you just never know from moment right. to moment. <laughs> I'm starting yeah. to see that even with mine. I mean, what you said is so true about each one, you know, they have their different personalities, but the emotional, you know, part of it like 
at one you know they're like falling down with their hand on the head and they're like an actress like oh my feelings are so hurt and I'm like are you kidding me right now like I'm already dealing with this and like I remember the first time I saw my one-year-old I think she was probably 15 months old at the time and she was like flirting she was flirting Mm. with the the, the, there was another little boy that was out with us at dinner and I was just like (laughs) No one tells you they are like born with the ability to flirt. Like that mess is like ingrained in from the beginning. Yeah. So that for me as a new mom, I was like, I thought I didn't have to deal with flirting until like maybe 12, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Right. Um, but yes, yeah, so you had five things that you want to share. What's like the first thing you tell people? Okay. So the first thing, be your teenager's friend. Okay. All right. So how many times have we heard some parents say, I'm not their, I'm, I'm their parent. I'm not their friend. Right. And the thing is that really almost tracks it up to like a business relationship then, mm-hmm. because when you think about a friend, that's someone that you can confide in, right. you have a close personal relationship with. Well, isn't that the relationship you want with your teenager? You want them to be able to come to you and talk with you about things. And that doesn't mean that um, that's your only role, but that is a role. That is one role of a parent is to be a friend. And I think that's, it's really important. And then treating them like you would a friend. I mean, they, they deserve respect. They deserve patience. They deserve kindness. You know, um, those are all really important. Wow. So that right there for me is something that I know I probably want to work on myself because, you know, we kind of parent in certain ways, the way we were parented, right? Mm -hmm. And then our challenge is to kind of like, okay, take what was good from that and like learn more and like make it better. Like, I feel like that's what you have to do. So I come Mm -hmm. from a parenting style of exactly what you just said. Like, I'm not your friend. You need to follow Mm -hmm. what I say you know, and that's it, you know, sure, it was friendly, you know, my mom is a great mom, like, absolutely, Mm -hmm. but that's just, you know, even regionally and culturally, how it was and everything. Mm -hmm. And and that was okay. I'm here, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. (laughs) So, you know, that's, that's fine. But you Mm -hmm. know, I'm still like, okay, what can I do? What can I take from that? And then what can Mm -hmm. else can I learn? So that's something that's, good to hear. I never thought about it like, okay, you do want as a friend, you know, uh, with a friend, you, you confide in each other. And that's true. Mm-hmm. You you want your child to feel like they could tell you things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exactly. Wow. Um, so then what would, would be the number two thing you would say? Well, and that kind of goes along with it is uh, give your teenager a voice. Mm. So you know, they're developing into an adult, they need to have communication skills. How are they going to practice that? Um, Hopefully at home. And so you want to give them an opportunity to say how they feel. You know, what, what are their viewpoints? And even when it's not what you want to hear. Right. And that's something that I wish I would have done better with as my children were smaller, because I, I remember, um, you know, having the open communication, it, I, I have like these facial expressions 
And my kids will say, you know, as soon as they tell me something, it's automatic. Like they can (laughs) see how I feel by my facial expression. And oh, if I look disappointed, well, they're done. You know, this conversation is done, right? So it's not really giving them a voice when you do that because it's shutting them down. Mm. So not to mention, you know, what I might say after, you know, after that. So that's where I, I remember my da- one daughter coming home one time and telling me she had a bad day. She said something to somebody at school and we had just talked about it. And I'm, I said, honey, didn't I tell you yesterday? Don't say that. Don't go to that person and say that. Mm-hmm. Oh, mom, that's why I don't tell you things. <laughs> she says, and and she's the one, you know, she doesn't like to talk about stuff, right? Okay. So then for, for those kids, man, you got to learn how to just shut your mouth. Mm. So they tell you something and you just listen. God. And you can find another time to talk about it. Another time to talk about it when they're not, you know, it's not like so raw for them. And remembering that if they're upset about something, it may, it may seem seem so small to us, right? Like right. it's like seriously, you're you're upset about that. Yes. <laughs> but for them, it's so real and it's so big, right. and so we have to validate that that mm. and validate that that is hard for them. It's hard for them. Whatever it is, is hard for them at this moment, mm. and make sure they know that we understand that and then that can that makes such a difference when they feel validated when they feel heard so that's all part of giving them a voice they need to be able to they need to be able to tell you and sometimes i have now as i've gotten better with this Mm -hmm. um believe me i've had to learn it's been quite a journey